0: Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Eden fontaine Shimoda. Eden is an associate pastor at Springs Church with a passion to help people go all in on a relationship with God. Because when you're all in, you'll see a massive difference in your life. Let's dive into the message.
1: We're all so different. When you look around, when you look at your family, your neighbours, people at church, there's so many differences about us. You know, the way we look, the way we act, the journey we're on, what the things we like, the things we don't like. You look around the world, there's so many differences, right? Variety. I love it. But at the same time, there are constants. There are spiritual laws and truths and principles that apply to us all the same. They never change. And they're really exciting. They're not, they're not bad things, they're great things. You know, for example, you were created. You weren't uh, an accident. You didn't just poof, come out of thin air or you know, just slowly, you know, slowly developed over time. No, you were designed and created um, by a magnificent, loving creator. And when we look at the word, it says in Ephesians 1 that even before God made the world, that he loved you and he chose you in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So when we look at that, we go, wow, I was created with intention, with design, with purpose to be loved. I was created to be loved by our magnificent Father God. Psalms 139 says that you were fearfully and wonderfully made that even when you were in your mother's womb, that he was fashioning you, that he was, um, you know, knitting you together, that there's so much complexity and thought and intention put into you that you are fascinating. And that is a constant across all humanity, across all people that God created every single human being on this planet. You know, Genesis one, when he made the first humans, Adam and Eve, it says that he made us in his image in god's image that we were made and it went on in genesis to say that to now be fruitful and multiply have dominion subdue the earth so he gave us a mission and a purpose within the very first breaths of our life he said okay now go and he gave us a purpose so not only were we created to be loved by Father God, but we were created with a purpose and with a mission. And that just excites me to know I'm here for a reason. You're here for a reason. There's something we are called to do. we look at the word he's given us different gifts and talents that's one of the things i love about humanity art is so different you know the way i see it the way you see it the way people express themselves you know gifts of business gifts of um you know in finance and with children and there's so many different areas of the world where we can see that people have gifts and talents skills they've developed the fact that we can learn something new and grow in that habit is a fascinating thing that god has put inside of us to help fulfill the purpose, the calling he's put in our life. Ephesians 2 says that we are God's own handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. How exciting that as as a father, that he has ideas and, and things in advance that he prepared for us, that he crafted that. But that we are God's own handiwork. You know, When I hear the word handiwork, I think of a child or a niece or nephew coming home and being like, look at what I made, bringing home their art project, their craft. What do they wanna do? They wanna show it off to mom or dad or to their friends or to their aunt and uncle. They're so proud of it. Look at the colors and, and look what I drew over here and this is what's happening and they just wanna show it off. And I feel like I know that that is how God looks at you. Look at what I made. He just is so excited excited to show us off and to say, you are my handiwork. That is how God views you. That is how he made you so perfectly, so wonderfully. You know, 1 Peter 4 says that each of us should use whatever gift we have um, to serve others. So the gifts and talents we've been given aren't for our own benefit. They aren't for just us to build a castle and live alone and just do life on our own. But the intention of gifts is to serve one another. And that as we serve one another, we are faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So as we are serving people with our gifts, people can literally experience God's grace in our lives as we put those gifts to help others. It says, if anyone speaks, that they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And why wouldn't he be praised? The very reason that you and I are alive on this planet today is because God willed it. Because God had an idea for you. He placed you here in this century. He wanted you here in this time. The very breath that fills my lungs belongs to God because as he created it, he gave it. So why wouldn't my very existence be a proclamation of who God is, of his handiwork, of what he's done? And so why wouldn't I wanna serve others and and be thankful and grateful for the very breath, the body that I get to walk, um, the gifts that he's given me as I use those gifts to serve others? It's like, God be praised. Wow, look at what he's doing in our lives. That is what he created humanity for, to be in relationship with him, to be growing um, and to be um, subduing and having dominion over this earth, but in a way that points back to him because he has masterfully created it all matthew 22 um someone asked jesus you know what is what is the greatest commandment what's you know what's the biggest commandment we need to follow and jesus looked at them and said love the lord your god with all your heart love your neighbor as you love yourself and so wow we were made to be loved and we were made to love How incredible, because love is an amazing thing, that unconditional love that we receive from God. I can love you in my own efforts, in my own strength, but the kind of love that I can give to you because of God's love in me is far superior, far um, all-encompassing, unconditional, in a way that can help relationships. But we love God and then we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So we were made to love. You know, ultimately, when we, when we grow in that relationship with God and we understand that He loves us, as we develop that relationship, as we spend time with Him, inevitably, we should love ourselves because wow, look at how much God loves me and and wow, look at how He created me and how wonderful I am and how magnificent the way my body works and the cells and the organs and the blood and the brain. When you research how a body works, it is magnificent. When we can see that God has put things inside of us, our personality, our spirit, when we come into that relationship with God and our spirit comes alive again to Him, We can't help but be just so drawn to His love, but it's a journey of understanding. It'll take our whole lifetime to understand just how much God loves us and even beyond our lifetime into eternity. But as we develop that relationship with him, inevitably, we should begin to love ourselves. And if you're in a place where you're not loving yourself, where you're feeling um, dark or doubtful, or you're you're thinking of things that you're not proud of about yourself, um, ultimately, it's up to you what you choose to believe about yourself. It's up to me what I choose to believe about myself. And this is vital because whatever is different from what our make says about us, from what our Father God says about us, whatever is different, whatever is not in line with the truth is a lie. And so many people today, Christian or non-Christian, you know, are believing lies because they're not what their creator, what their maker says about them, how he's designed us. God has put greatness inside of you. And when we choose to believe others, when we choose to believe the enemy, trying to plant thoughts in our mind, and we choose to grab onto that thought and not take it captive, um, it's dangerous the road we can walk down because we'll, we'll be left feeling empty, void, useless, but God has actually put a great purpose in your life. He has called you to such a time as this. This reminds me of a time when God called Moses. The Israelites were under... Pharaoh's control. They were slaves. Millions of God's people were slaves. And he said, Moses, you're the guy for the job. I need you to walk into (laughs) Pharaoh's land and take my people and walk them to freedom. And, um, you know, Come on, it's a pretty huge job. If God appeared to you today and said, all right, there's millions of my people in bondage and you're the man or woman for the job and you're gonna be the one that walks in there and takes them into freedom, it would probably be a little daunting, a little overwhelming. Um, but we clearly see where Moses' beliefs was when it came to himself. You know, God said in Exodus three, he said, now go for I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Basically Moses is saying, hey, you've got the wrong guy. I'm not adequate for this job. (laughs) But what did God say? God answered, I will be with you. I will be with you. And i think we forget that at times is that wherever we go that god is with us in what he has called us to do god is with us every day in every situation in every expectation with work with family um, with our neighbors with life um that god is with us you know so you'd think that'd be enough okay god you're with me i'm gonna do it i'm gonna take the israelites out but moses said well if i go to the people of israel and i tell them the god of your ancestors has sent me to you they're gonna ask me what's his name like like who's he that said well what should i tell them moses essentially was saying i don't know enough to do this job i i don't know everything how am i going to know how to respond and god said um tell them i am who i am that i am has sent you And so not only did God have to remind Moses that I'm with you, God had to remind Moses of who he was, that I am. I have been here since the beginning of time. I am omniscient, I am omnipotent, I'm omnipresent, I'm always with you. He had to remind Moses of who God was. And you'd think that'd be enough. Oh, you're right, God, you're right. You are God, you are with me and who you are is all I need to to complete this mission. But Moses protested again and he said, well, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? And what if they say, the Lord never appeared to you? So Moses, in a in a sense, was saying, "Well, people aren't going to take me seriously, right? How many times have we thought that about our lives, about what we've called, what we're called to, the things we're pursuing, what we feel God's put in our heart? Well, you know, I'm not good enough for the job, or I, I don't know enough, or like Moses said, you know, people aren't going to take me seriously, and we keep giving excuses because we've chosen to believe lies about ourselves. Well, God said." what's in your hand, that staff, throw it on the ground. Well, Moses threw his staff on the ground. It became a living snake. And Moses was shocked. He stood back and God said, now grab the tail of the snake. Moses grabbed the tail of the snake and it went back into a staff. And then he said, okay, take your hand and put it in your cloak and take it out again. And it was full of disease. It was not healthy. And God said, put it back in your cloak and take it out. And his hand was perfect and whole again. And so God gave Moses miraculous signs Um, to follow him, like amazing, right? You're standing there thinking, I just saw my staff become a snake. I just saw my hand go from perfect to disease to perfect again. And you'd think that'd be enough, like, whoa, God, like the the miraculous, that'll convince Pharaoh, that'll help me on this mission. Thank you for reminding me. Um, But Moses um, pleaded with the Lord, even after all those amazing signs that God showed him, Moses said, oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, I'm not even now, even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue-tied, my words get tangled, and so here's Moses on his fourth excuse, hang on God, I'm not good with words, as if Moses is saying like, God, I think you just don't understand me, like, you don't really know (laughs) what I'm capable of, and you're expecting way too much. Whereas God created Moses, God created you. And who are we to look at our maker and go, hold on, I can't do this, I'm not good enough. And I love God's response to Moses. When Moses said, I'm not good with words, God said, who makes a person's mouth? I love that. I love that he just approached Moses with a question um, because God made Moses' mouth. You know, God can help him speak. God can fill his words, uh, fill his mouth with words. And I think we need to remember that God knows you better than you know yourself. And I've been there before. I've stood in situations where I think I know myself better. I think I know what I'm capable of. And I ignore the fact that my God, my creator, the one I'm in relationship with can strengthen me. He gives, he puts the super on my natural that what I can achieve with God is far greater than what I could ever achieve on my own. But so quickly, we tend to, we tend to go to what we know about ourselves, what we think about ourselves, what we think we can achieve or not achieve. And that's what Moses is doing in this situation. So God reminds him, you know, who is it that makes your mouth? And then finally, Moses said, again pleaded, he goes, Lord, please send anyone else. Now this is sad because Moses is literally standing there having a conversation with the God, the God of the universe. And he goes, basically, he's saying to God, anyone else would be better than me. That's, that's, that's sad how lack of confidence, lack of trust that Moses had in him, in his image and, and, and the way he saw himself. And it says the Lord became angry with Moses. I mean, I would have been angry like three reasons back, but God, you know, kept giving him, um, reasons and ways that he could overcome these limitations that, that Moses had put on himself. And, um, I think it's pretty cool what God, what God says to Moses next. He says, well, what about your brother? Aaron, the Levite, I know he speaks well, and look, he's on his way to meet you now. He'll be delighted to see you. You talk to him, Moses, put the words in his mouth, and I'll be with both of you as you speak. I'll instruct you both what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman, Um, he'll be your mouthpiece, and you will stand in the place of God for him. And what did God say? You're gonna have help. You're not gonna do this alone. Aaron, your brother, is gonna be with you. And I wanna point out, all these excuses that Moses used. I mean, Moses went on to do it. <laughs> he needed to get all these things out with God, but he went on to lead the people um, out of Pharaoh's domain. I encourage you to read Exodus because it's quite the story. It's quite the journey. Um, but we can learn from this and we can avoid a lot of um, you know delays and setbacks in our life because Moses limited himself by thinking about his own abilities. And he, and, and as a, As a child of God, when we start that relationship with Him and we believe on Jesus, Man, the world opens up to so much because we have God's grace and favor. We have his promises in our life. We have his word, which reminds us of who God is. We can can develop this amazing relationship with God and become all, we can be who we is, right? We've been living in a world that's been telling us other things that we've been believing, but the moment we understand, I've been believing a lie. I've been believing things about myself that aren't true. That greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world that God has made you beautiful, that God can has given us the mind of Christ. There's so many promises in the New Testament that as you develop your relationship with God, and as you understand his love, um, spending time with God is how you're gonna affirm who God is, who you are, and what he has for you because there's so much. There's so much that God has for you. And Moses was living in the old covenant. Jesus hadn't come yet. He didn't have that beautiful, intimate relationship with God. God wasn't living in his spirit because of the choices Adam and Eve made. And we had to see God's people go through really hard times as God set up a lineage for Jesus to come and make a way. And now you and I are living in the New Testament today and what we have available to us to live about the purposes that god has called us to is remarkable is amazing and i want to encourage you today to think about your life right now as a mom as a dad as a business person as um, whatever it is that you're pursuing in your own life as a member of the local church. You know, Jesus said, I am building my church. So as believers, as followers of Jesus, we should be about the things that Jesus is about. So as we're pursuing our purpose, as we're building local church, there's gonna be help. God's gonna be with you. It's amazing that God had to remind Moses of all these things, but I wanted to use this story to remind you of all these things today, that God is with you, who is your God. He, he, is, he is the all-knowing, He is he's gonna give give you strength. He gives you joy, the fruits of the spirit. There is so much that's available to us today. And if we make those quick choices each day to live in negativity, to believe what the news says, to believe what our um, teacher says, what someone, anyone who might be speaking something to you, that when you look at the word, if it doesn't line up with what God says, do not believe it. You have the power to take thoughts captive and could to go, nope, I, I refuse to believe that. I refuse to get on that train of thought. I choose to set my heart, my mind on God's word and what he says about me. Because God has called you to such a time as this. When we as Christians begin to get this at our very core, at our very heart, when we begin, we begin to get into the word, renew our mind, to grow in our relationship with him. If each and every one of us were to do that, could you understand how unstoppable we would be as the church of Jesus Christ. That we could infiltrate um, politics and school and business and begin to bring wisdom and life to those areas, to be a witness, to show people the goodness of God as we develop our cities, our communities, as we reach out to other nations and help people. There's so much in us to do. There is greatness placed in you. And please don't fall on the excuses like Moses did because there is so much for you i just want to end off by saying that first peter 2 9 says that for you are a chosen people you are royal priests a holy nation god's very own possession and as a result you can show others the goodness of god you were made to be loved God will always love you. He will never stop loving you. He chose to love you before the creation of the world. And he made you to love others. And so when we go about the things that we were designed to do, we begin to feel fulfilled. We begin to sense that, wow, this is what I was made to do. And so whatever it is that God's calling to you, you know, there's so many things I believe in this life that we are that we are called to do. You know, to be part of the local church forever and building it and using our gifts to serve the local body as we um, show the goodness of God through our church family and bring others in where they can be healed and restored. But also in in throughout the week and in our jobs and as a mom and as a dad, the people that we come in into encounter with um, that we would show God's goodness through our life because as we learn who God. God is, who we are, what He has for us, they can't help but go, Wow, God must exist. Your life isn't perfect, but look at the goodness because we don't live on a perfect planet, but the supernatural that we can live in, the promises that we can be victorious is amazing. And so I just want to encourage you in that today that God loves you that you were made to love others. And if we were to just keep it that simple, when some people get so lost thinking, why am I here? What's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing every single day? And they put so much value on doing and figuring out their exact thing. I think we miss it. Let's go right back to the basics. God loves you, he made you. You won't be able to figure out what it is that he's called you to without him, not in the way that he's destined you to be. And he made you to love others. And so each and every day, as you are developing your relationship with God, look for opportunities, ask God to show you opportunities of how you can love people around you because it's what you were made to do. And as you begin to show kindness and to show love to others, you will find yourself so on mission, so on point, so fueled to be the mom you're called to be, the dad you're called to be, the sister, the business person, whatever it is, wherever you are walking, um, the friend, uh, the pastor, whatever it is that you're in, whatever it is that God's calling you to now, next. Um, Being partnered with him is where it's at. Being partnered with him is the path to achieving all that you were called to achieve. Thanks for joining us today. Make
0: sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already, and share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.